If you missed any part of the morning show with Johnny and Ken, well, this is where you can catch yourself up. Or if you just want to relive all of those award-winning moments, you can do that with this wonderful podcast. And it's made possible by our friends at Lake Michigan College. Connect to your future. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. Another thing that came out in the news yesterday, even got a little notification on my phone that said, hey, did you hear about this? Mm-hmm. Hunter Biden indicted on gun charges. That's right. The president's son indicted Thursday on federal firearm charges, the latest step in a long-running investigation into the president's son that puts the case on a track toward a possible high-stakes trial as the 2024 election looms. So you have Hunter Biden, who could be on trial. Mm-hmm. You could have Donald Trump, who could be on trial. Uh, the House of Representatives has Im- opened an impeachment investigation mm-hmm. inquiry, as they call it, uh, in the House of Representatives. So all three could potentially be facing trials yeah. in 2024 as the presidential uh, campaign trail is is warm. That would be weird. And can you imagine like all of those if they're just like, yep. We're, uh, we're going to convict all of you guys. Court TV is salivating. Yeah. Court TV, they're like, all the, uh, all the C-SPAN, yeah. all the commentators, they're just like, yeah, all right. We've, we've got our whole entire lineup fall of, schedule, of the yeah. fall schedule ready to go. Biden is accused, uh, the Hunter Biden is accused of yep. lying about his drug use when he bought a firearm in October of 2018. It's a period when he acknowledged he was struggling with addiction to crack cocaine, according to the indictment filed in federal court in Delaware by a special counsel overseeing the case. The indictment comes weeks after the collapse of a plea deal that mm-hmm. would have averted a criminal trial um, and, of course, the distracting headlines that go along with it. The court fight doesn't seem likely to end soon. Hunter Biden's attorney argues he did not violate the law and remains protected by an immunity provision that was part of the plea deal. Now, that's kind of, it seems like a weak argument because the plea deal was rejected, thrown out of court by the judge. Right. The two sides said, here's our agreement. Go ahead and bless it. And the judge said, no. Yeah. So. And now they're like, yeah, but. What about that other thing that that was in there? (laughs) Are you saying no to everything or no to just that one thing? Yeah, Hunter Biden has been under investigation for his business dealings, and the special counsel has indicated that tax charges could also be filed at some point in either Washington or California, where he lives. Hmm. Uh, The three-count indictment he filed Thursday alleges that Hunter Biden lied on a form requiring every gun purchaser uh, to say whether or not they're addicted to illicit drugs when they're wow. trying to buy a gun. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that's this is all the things that he didn't want to happen. That's obviously why they made the plea deals because right. they didn't want this to where go to trial. they tried to make the plea deal. Tried to make the plea deal <laughs> and go to didn't want to go to trial yeah. for some other stuff and then they're like, "Eh, so this is going to drag on, you think, for a while, oh, probably." Yeah. Oh yeah, cuz we're we're practically in October, yeah. which is uh, almost Christmas and uh yeah. so There's it'll gonna go, be some holiday breaks. It'll go right into 2024 and uh these counts are serious. Uh the three counts punishable by up to 25 years in prison if convicted, though actual sentences for federal crimes are typically a lot less than the maximum. Thanksgiving dinner at the the White House is going to be a little awkward. Yes. So, uh, what'd you do? Oh, I got I got indicted. Oh, that's interesting. What are you thankful for? Yeah. Well. Wow. Yeah. I mean, all political things aside, mm-hmm. this is just, this is a lot of stuff that is going to be in the news uh, for a while uh, and take up 
most of that whole entire political race. But I mean, it's maybe that's like the thing now. Like in order to run for anything, you got to have at least one charge of some kind. Well, is it? I mean, do you think that maybe this is why you don't see more people getting into politics? Because they're digging of, up everything. Part of the attack is I'm going to go back and see when you were using your cell phone while you were driving. Mm-hmm. We're going to put that in the campaign ad, and you're going to get trashed. Yeah, everything's under the. Not only are you as the individual running under mm-hmm. the microscope, your entire your bloodline. That's right. Is under it. So I mean, that's. I mean, many political figures oh, over yeah. the, over time have been like, "Hey, your third cousin <laughs> went to jail for this." That's on you. It's well, like, I don't even know that person. And it and it used to be that the children of president, vice mm-hmm, president, mm-hmm. children of public figures were off limits. Yeah. At least while they were minors. And sure. and to your point yesterday of should there be an upper age limit of mm-hmm. elected officials? Well, now that the elected officials are running and they're 80 years old, yeah. their kids are fully grown. Mm-hmm. They're headed toward retirement. They've done a lot of stuff. Right. Bring it out. Oh, yeah. Man. So that'll yeah, that'll be uh <laughs> hey, at least with the uh the strikes that are going on with the, with Hollywood, now well, we got some other things to be on television. <laughs> so we we have no shows, new new shows to watch. Right. And soon we'll have no new cars to drive around. Right. So we're going to be stuck in our home watching C-SPAN and the Court TV. Mm-hmm. I did see though that the late night shows uh yeah. apparently those are starting to go back, but a lot of people were like but who are they going to interview? Oh yeah, like authors like <laughs> books or uh, you know what what else you know I guess one of the things is like with the writers and the actors guild does that mean then the directors of these films and whatever's out there right the now and yeah, the, producers the producers on could be could, they're they're not off limits I don't know unless that that producer has either decided to not do anything in solidarity for them or yeah. is also part of both because a lot of those producers are you know triple threats basically they're they're writers producers as well as actors yeah so i'm yeah. sure a lot of them said nope well bill maher was i think the latest one right mm-hmm. he he's returning and he said uh, it's been five months I got to get back to work he says sure. the writers have important issues that he sympathizes with and he hopes they're addressed to their satisfaction, uh, but they're not the only people with issues, problems, and concerns. Adding that his staff is still struggling despite his own personal assistance, mm-hmm. so he's been digging in his pocket to try to help staff out. And I think that's that's the message here with all these daytime shows: is y- you know I support you, but you got to have a show to come back to. Sure. So we got to do something. Got to do something for you. We have and, to do something. And on the personality side, you know these hosts and their shows, the job is not only one to entertain. But two to also inform people. Well, that, and, I thought that's people. what we did. Well, we do both. Okay, okay. But you're right. You're right. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's the entertainment factor, but also with any those late night shows, a lot of it is, yes. hey, here's some of the things that are going on in the news exactly. that you should know about, and then we might make some jokes about. Yeah, it. let's make some jokes. Um, exactly other things right. going on. Uh, I love this because we we write down everything of what we're going <laughs> to either we're going to talk about as possibilities. And I just look at this one thing, and all you wrote was, <laughs> "Why there are more spiders right now?" You apparently have the explanation of why that's happening. As I look at the security cameras and yeah. see tons of spider webs going across the yeah. camera, yeah, there I have noticed a lot more. Than usual, my backyard is usually covered yes. uh, in in cobwebs and and spider webs all over the place. So 
why are there more spiders we, right now? We've been talking about this for some time, and I think, was it a couple of weeks ago? Um, I felt like there were a lot more spiders all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, maybe it's because there's a midge hatch or something like sure. that. The things are things are hatching. They're getting ready for winter. They want to bulk up or whatever. But uh, I ran across this article. I thought you might be interested. If you've noticed the increase in spiders, it's potentially because that's what they do this time of year. Spiders are most visible in late summer and early fall because the males, that's when they come out to mate. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're in, you might think, oh, they're just migrating toward your home uh, because of wintertime. No, that's not true either because they're cold-blooded. Mm. Okay. Yeah, they just kind of hunker down. They change whatever their formula sure. is. and they just So anyway, they're not migrating into your home. Mm. Um, in fact, uh, according to this report, less than 5%, fewer than 5% of the spiders you encounter inside your home have ever set one of their eight feet outside. Wow. Yeah. So indoor and outdoor spiders, I, I think they're rival gangs. Oh, absolutely. The males are out right now because they want to mate. So you're seeing a bunch of them out there. That's all I got. So you just got regular <laughs> indoor spiders just indoor saying, get off my lawn, <laughs> you outdoor spider. And they're all they're all coming out to play. I think uh, my theory is yeah. they're uh, robots and they are... <laughs> Spiders aren't real. Yeah, spiders aren't real, just like the birds. Birds aren't real either. They're just surveilling me. Oh, boy. And spying on me and seeing what I'm doing. That's why there's more of them. Do you you find spiders cute? Any any spiders? Do I find spiders cute? (laughs) I've never heard that question before, but now you're making me think about it. Um... I I didn't think so until somebody a few years back, uh, I think it was Pixar or somebody that yeah. that is did that sort of style, yeah. made the most adorable, mm. adorable, cute little spider. Aww. And I was like, okay, I kind of like spiders now. There are cute spiders there out are, there. There are. Yes. But most of the time, the, the spider, I don't like spiders because they... They move quickly mm. and then also slowly. Oh, yeah. Like they just yeah. sit, sit there. But then as soon as you like move towards them, they're like. <laughs> and it freaks me out. And you don't know which direction they're going to go. I like the furry ones. The furry ones are cool. They are, they are cute. And, and I'm feeling bad now because I do recall at some point running across a furry one. He was probably maybe a quarter inch sure. or something like that. And and I actually let him crawl onto my hand and I took him outside and I yeah. said, here, fly be free. But now that I'm reading this, if fewer than 5% of the spiders that we encounter inside our homes mm-hmm. have never been outside, I've just taken one of those guys and said, here, have fun. And he's like, like oh no. I, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> Get eaten oh, by another geez. spider. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, now that's a good question for everyone. <laughs> do you find spiders cute? And now I'm sure everyone is going on Google and looking for cute spiders. Cute spider photos. Yeah. The furry ones. Yeah. Maybe uh, you're listening on the app uh, or at WSJM.com. Um, any way you're doing it, either way, we appreciate it. We do. It's, uh, we uh, don't have any gifts for you. No, we don't. <laughs> except for the gift of uh, Gab. quality conversation. Yeah. Or Gab. Yeah. Gab. Gab? Gab. Yeah, what is gab? It's a quality conversation from us. <laughs> okay, because I always people always say that they'll say it to me sometimes like, "Oh, you got the classic. Oh, you got the gift of gab." 
I don't really, I've never known what that meant. Uh, let's see. What's the etymology of that? Well, while you're looking that up, speaking of great conversations, uh, I have great conversations every afternoon at 5.30 after news with Andrew Green, and it's called Got Something to Say. And if you're part of a nonprofit, maybe you uh, love supporting nonprofit organizations, uh, feel free to reach out to me because I love to talk about that and get the word out about things. I was just talking uh, just yesterday with uh, the folks from CPR uh, dance inhale movement a great professional dance group they've got a performance coming up this weekend earlier this week i was talking with the folks from Krazzle about uh another upcoming weekend event which is uh the george Krazzle memorial concert that's happening at the livery that's free to go to so that's mm-hmm. awesome the cpr dance uh on the other hand Got to buy tickets for that, and tickets are going fast, and it's going to be happening at the Ghost Light. So whether it be uh, an upcoming weekend event, maybe a fundraiser you have coming up, or you just simply want to talk about the great work that you're doing, you can feel free to do that as well. Uh, and got something to say brought to you by our friends at United Federal Credit Union. We get you, and you can check out the podcast as well at WSJM.com and the WSJM app. Um Real easy to get a hold of me. Let's talk at WSJM.com, 925-WSJM. You were looking up the gift of gab, and at one point you gasped. I did. You were like, I didn't know this. So (laughs) please tell us, what is the gift of gab? I had never really put a negative connotation on it. Okay. But apparently there is. Oh. Yeah. If somebody says you have the gift of gab, um, it, it, it sometimes means that you speak foolishly. Okay. That uh, you scoff, jeer, mock someone, you ridicule, uh, or lie to. Oh, there's a there's a that's kind of the the old Scottish via Northern England mm-hmm. uh, etymology. But there's also uh, some less negative definitions. Action okay. of talking, chatter, uh, idle talk. All right, and then it goes into falsehood and deceit. <laughs> So if somebody says you have the gift of gab, it's not always a positive thing. It's good and bad. Yeah. 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 That is my my problem. It was my problem. I guess I do have the gift of gab when I was a kid because I, I used to make fun of people. Oh, uh, and I apologize to all oh. those. I've I've since apologized to them, <laughs> but you could never really get into an argument with me oh. or any sort of uh, word battle because most of the time I would usually win that word battle, oh. including my brothers. My mm. oldest brother actually had said this one time. Uh, you're one of the people I hated when I was in high school. Oh no! Yeah, your brother told you this. Hey, my brother told me that. Oh dear lord! Yeah, because I used to pick on him every once in a while. Yeah, mind you, guess how old I was when he graduated high school? Eight. I was ten years old. Okay, when he graduated. Oh, and I was like, really? <laughs> and it wasn't because I'd make fun of him; it was because I hung out with all of his friends, oh. and they liked that I was a I was a fun little jokester kid. <laughs> so I don't know. But I, I, tr- I try to be nice. I'm always a nice person. But yeah, I've, uh, I definitely have a, a, a golden tongue, slick tongue, whatever you want to call it uh, with that. But anyways, well, now we know. Yes. You learned something. Now today. we know. There's another form of that called gabble. To gabble? Talk, to talk noisily, rapidly, or incoherently. Yeah, I do a lot of that too. Man, this is like my bio. Oh, dear. Another thing, speaking of computers. Oh, uh, some cyber attacks happening in Las Vegas, which yeah. 
as soon as I heard that, I thought, hmm, somebody's going after the money. It sounds like another Ocean's Eleven movie. Yeah. Um, but what's, so there's more to that. What's going on? What, who are these people? It's just been a few weeks uh, where this has started to, to crop up, where we're getting more information. The U.S. casino industry has witnessed two highly disruptive cyber attacks. Uh, they have affected both Caesars Entertainment and MGM Resorts. Wow. Caesars has apparently paid a ransom of fifteen oh million dollars. Oh my! To a cybercrime group that has managed to steal social security numbers Dang. and license information from several of its customer data banks. Uh, initially, the cybercrime group demanded thirty million dollars from Caesars, but the company ultimately negotiated it down to about half that amount. MGM continues to battle a widespread outage after that their cyber attack forced it to shut down its systems across its properties. Mm. And they have confirmed that a similar ransom demand has been made to MGM as well. Dang. Now, the group responsible for the attacks is identified as UNC3944. That's really catchy. Yeah, they, change your name, guys. You take that $15 million and go find somebody that'll help you change your name. <laughs> they are also known as the Scattered Spiders. Ooh, now that's cool. Yeah, Scattered Spiders has claimed responsibility. They appear to be native English speakers operating under the umbrella of a Russian-based operation known as Black Cat. Oh, man, that sounds cool. Doesn't it? I like the, I, sometimes I love the seedy underbelly of hackers yeah. and the hacker names, but those, and really, you know, they're saying, oh yes, we're British, Russian, we're just going to, if I was a hacker, I would be throwing out all of those things. Sure. You're like, yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, Red herrings everywhere. I'm from uh, Brazil, but I really am from Russian and, and Canadian. It's like... Yeah, I'm all over the place because that's they don't want to be found. Charles Carmichael, uh, chief technical officer at cybersecurity firm Mandiant, calls the group incredibly disruptive and aggressive. Mm. Uh, they've recently been targeting hospitality and entertainment organizations. They leverage their tradecraft. Uh, it challenges many organizations with mature security programs. Uh, Mandiant said in a blog post that the group often uses SMS text phishing and phone calls to to help desks Jeez. to help them obtain password resets or multi-factor mm. bypass codes. Um, he, this is a relatively new group in the ransomware industry, and they've hit at least 100 different organizations, most of them in the U.S. and Canada. So you're saying I should not go to Vegas anytime soon because it sounds like nothing's going to be working because I saw everything from like, they were like, yeah, they... Pretty much all computer systems, everything from yeah. casinos to their room keys. Like, you can't use any of that stuff. Well, I mean, you think about Caesars, and I think of, at least until I saw this report, I thought of, oh, well, you've got that brick-and-mortar establishment there in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, you've got an online thing. That's cute. Well, Caesars is the largest casino owner in the world. Yeah. They have more than 65 million rewards members, and they have properties in 18 states and Canada mm -hmm. under the names of Caesars, Harrah's, Horseshoe, El Dorado. They also have yep. mobile and online operations. They probably also have stuff in China. I don't mm -hmm. know. I mean, and, it's all over the place. And MGM, huge as yeah, well. Yeah, they're huge as well. So that's that's they're going after the big ones. They're not going after the little guys. And you think about it. I mean, Vegas, they do everything under the sun to protect what they've got. Right. And that's what I was saying uh, earlier this week is like to, to be able to hack into Vegas yeah. 
has got to be very, very tough because they have so much money floating around that they're probably their IT protection is probably super, super secret, high level stuff. I mean, what do you if you had to compare two IT security systems? Here's Vegas. Here's the U.S. electricity power grid. Which one do you think is more secure? I'd say the I'm <laughs> right the one that's private spending money? more money. I'd say yeah. private money, yeah, and even just a lot of the government infrastructure and stuff too. I would say that's that Vegas probably beats them too. So I bet you a lot of memos are going to be going out saying if you get a password reset, be careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather forecast is. I was hearing that. Uh, I don't know what the weather is like in say. Detroit, yeah. uh, maybe Kentucky or Missouri or other places <laughs> where they happen to build Ohio. vehicles, Ohio, yeah. um, because I'm sure that the, the United Auto Workers that are on strike are hoping for good weather, but I think they're also hoping to not have to strike anymore and actually come up with a deal, but it doesn't seem like they're anywhere close. How long do you think now that they're officially, like the time has passed, the midnight mm-hmm. deadline of getting a deal done has passed. It doesn't mean the deals, there might not be more deals, but how long do you think this was la- would last? Because I really think they're so far apart yeah. with how they were with the negotiations. So could this be months? Could it be weeks? Could it be days? I'm going 21 days. 21 days. Yeah, maybe 19 days, maybe 21 days. Like a detox, like a diet. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a twenty-one day. You diet. form new habits in twenty-one days. Okay, but but you bring you bring up the time aspect of mm-hmm. it, and so what what the unions have on their side is eight hundred million dollars. That's what they've got in their strike fund right now is eight hundred million dollars. That's what they're going to use to help the one hundred and fifty thousand or so workers who are not working. Okay. On the other side, the auto companies, uh, the trilogy here, the big three, they have 70 days of Mm. car inventory. So if you pit those Mm. two against each other, who's going to blink first? Yeah. Because that's 800 million. Does that count like their insurance and all that stuff? Can they at least get them? Because I mean, if you're on strike, you can't get the, uh, the, what is it, Cobra or whatever that that kind of insurance that kind of helps you in between. If I had to guess, I'm going to say that their benefits are going to be fine. Yeah. And this is this is the money that's going to give them kind of the part sure. of their part of their yeah. paycheck, not the whole thing. Hmm. While they're on strike, seventy days of vehicles, eight hundred million dollars. <laughs> mm. It's an equation. It's a brain twist. That's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're playing uh, they're playing chicken here. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think? Is it going to go a long time or not? I think. Um, I think it could go a while. Uh, I could see the ones that will blink will be the auto work. What are they going to blink on? Because, I, I mean, the two big things out there are... Actually, give, I don't give, even know. I don't give us even, a bunch of pay or give us some day a day off. Actually, I, I, I can't take that back. I don't even know if it's going to be either one waiting for either one to blink. Yeah. I think, and you made a good point, is that the government's going to jump in. Yeah. Like the president's going to jump yeah. in or the, the United States government's just going to be like, all right, hold up, hold up. Mm-hmm. This is what's really going to happen. You guys are, you know, it's the principle. The principle is going to break up the fight on the playground. (laughs) They're going to come in separate the two sides and say, all right, let's have a cooling off period. Everyone's had their chance to say what they're going to say. We know that you're willing to go to this. We're going to put a mediator in. They're probably going to appoint a special envoy. 
Probably. That's what's going to happen. That's what, yeah, they're going to special counsel, special yeah. person yeah. that or group that is going to do the research, figure this out, yeah. and come up with some sort of solution. Because as far apart as they are, I don't think it's going to be a couple weeks or days or whatever that it's going to happen. Yeah. I think, yeah, someone's going to step in before that ends up going getting that far. I wonder, I mean, I still wonder about this 32-hour work week. Mm-hmm. That's that Where is the are they biggest, gonna compromise yeah, on that one. Besides the big raise that they won and all that stuff, I mean, yeah, I don't know what they're getting. I can't say uh, either way if they deserve that or not because yeah. I don't work in that industry. Yeah. And I don't know what everybody, every regular person is getting paid. So, yeah. but the 32 hour work week is yeah. the biggest part of the whole thing because if they do get that, yeah. That's going to be huge yeah. because that's not only going to set a precedent for other major corporations and also other unions to look mm -hmm. at that as well. Steel workers and all those other ones to be like, hmm, wait a minute. Maybe we should be doing the 32 hour thing, too. Yeah. And other, you know, it could trickle down all the way down to schools and, and small businesses. Yeah. But uh, that's yeah, that's huge. Um, and we'll, we'll just wait and see. We'll I don't know. See. So they're on strike right now. We'll yeah. see what the update is. Uh, this, speaking of uh, appointing uh, interesting people, NASA just appointed its first ever UFO director. Oh, boy. It says, uh, it really can't tell if there's alien spacecrafts out there. A uh, year-long study that was released uh, just yesterday found that NASA should be using satellites and other high-tech instruments to track unexplained aerial phenomena and but it doesn't and it Don't also we think that they do that already you would, you'd think so you think that the uh, the big telescopes that they have have at least a flyby happen <laughs> at some point somebody poking their head in the camera waving yeah. kind of like when you're out in the wild <laughs> if you're a, wild, a wilderness photographer uh -huh. you end up having uh, animals that'll come right up to the camera and be like what the heck is this thing and you yeah. get really cool photos um but yeah so this person uh it also found that uh putting a Venerable, venerable, venerable agency. Yeah, sorry, words uh, <laughs> like NASA on the hunt for aliens uh, would reduce the foil hat stigma attached to UFO hunters. Wouldn't this be? <sighs> is it a NASA thing or is it a Space Force thing? Space Force is still a thing, right? Yes, and they're probably arguing over that very thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's you always want to say, you always want to think and believe that oh, there's some sort of failsafe already built into the system, um, like when when nine eleven mm -hmm. happened, mm -hmm. you thought okay, there must be missiles on top of the White House. Well, it turned out there weren't, and then right. they installed them because well, things happen. Um, so you thought okay, NASA, you've been sending rockets and satellites and everything else into space for so long. Mm -hmm. Look before you leap. Yeah. Shouldn't they have already been looking for alien life? I would think so. Anyway. I mean, I was always told when you're crossing the road, look twice on the <laughs> other side and see if there's any traffic. Look twice for bikes. Yeah. For motorcycles. Twice for bikes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough job for that whoever that UFO director. It's either a tough job or it's an easy job because they can just sit back in their chair and be like, yep, there's aliens out there. And my day yeah. is done. Yeah. So, so yeah, that'll be interesting. You even think about, you know, Homeland Security, that kind of is, is there, oh, is there, you know, all the other United Nations and all those stuff. They're like, hey, maybe we should have a director of health department. You, uh, yeah, exactly. Because you don't know what kind of viruses they're bringing in. Man, it's yeah. crazy. It's a crazy world out there, folks. Mm -hmm.